Certainly every strategy should have some statement of the resource and investment required, and yet very few do. Now, when you look at the plan, let's say an annual plan that a company puts together, they articulate their strategies, they articulate their initiatives, they articulate their investments, but what's surprisingly missing is an actual link of those investments to the particular strategies. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a great week out there. Thanks for joining us again. I've had a number of guests join me on this podcast, and we've talked about executing on strategy and just how difficult that can be and how error-prone it is, the failure rates are high. And I wanted to share with you eight tips that I've come up with for executing on strategy, suggestions that you can use to help you better achieve strategy. The first one is going to sound pretty basic, but define and capture your strategy. Now, there are different ways to do that. Uh, we can talk about a few of those now. Certainly, capturing it as objectives, uh, more specifically, objectives and key results, OKRs as they're called, is a great way to do it. If you're not sure what OKRs are, there's just look it up on the internet. There's plenty of good information and examples about it. But I think that's not where you should stop. I think you should also have some KPIs and some metrics. And I'm not talking about the type of metrics that clearly articulate that you've arrived and you've achieved your strategy. I'm talking about more like metrics you can use along the way. In other words, how will you measure progress towards achieving your strategy? And those are the KPIs that you should articulate. Certainly, every strategy should have some statement of the resource and investment required, and yet very few do. Now, when you look at the plan, let's say an annual plan that a company puts together, they articulate their strategies, they articulate their initiatives, they articulate their investments. But what's surprisingly missing is an actual link of those investments to the particular strategies. You could do it as a percentage, you could do it as an absolute number, but some way to articulate the investment and the resources required for a given strategy uh, you could do it in a given year if you want to do it as part of your operating plan, if that's the easiest way to do it. And there's a lot of documents related to strategy. And those documents and all of these items we've been talking about should be kept together in some place in your company where everybody can find them and look at them whenever they need to. And there's two more that I highly recommend that are very seldom done. The first one is create an elevator message. Now, what I mean by an elevator message, uh, for some of you who may not have heard that term, is imagine you got in at the ground floor on the elevator and somebody got in the elevator with you. And while you're riding up to the, your destiny on whatever floor you're headed to, they ask you about your strategy. And could you articulate that in that short ride? And this is something that even if you didn't create the strategy, but you're an innovation worker and you've been assigned a strategy or you've been handled a strategy, 
you should be able to articulate it. So my my recommendation is develop the elevator message and then practice it. You can't, uh, trust me, <laughs> you can't just write it down and expect that the time you need it, it's just going to come out. It needs some practice. Not a lot, but it needs some practice. In fact, it could use some occasional practice. It's like a muscle. You have to use it once in a while. Even if you just stand in front of the elevator, stand in front of the, uh, the, the mirror and try it out. And then the last one I highly recommend, I very seldom see done, is create a brochure. Think about a marketing brochure that states the strategy and why it's important and what it's about and all of these things we've been talking about. So, so it's actually a nice, could be a one pager, could be a couple pages, but a brochure that you could hand out to a, a new employee or an investor and say, here's our strategy. Tip number two is to understand who owns the strategy and who are the stakeholders. And they they are the people that are responsible for funding the strategy and they have the ownership to make sure the strategy is successful. You may not even know them. They may be uh, top level executives in your company that you've never met, but you wanna know who they are. And the ownership of the strategy and the stakeholders might be different. And these people need information. And if you're doing innovation around a strategy, you want to be able to give them that information. So you need to know who they are. Which leads me to tip number three, which is define your governance and your review process and your cadence around your strategy. When are you going to review it? Who's going to review it? What information will help you with that review? Four Every strategy should have an action plan, a list of actions. There might be a huge list of actions that you're not part of around the strategy, but in your particular role in the company, your particular role in innovation, have your own action plan if you don't want to have a shared one that lists the things you're going to do for the strategy. We all get started, we're all doing our work, but how often do we actually spend a few minutes and write down specific actions that we're going to do to enable a company to achieve one of its strategies? If, if you're like me and many people, you don't do it often enough, if ever. So do that. Just make yourself an action plan. You'll find that a very rewarding experience. Then you want to take a risk management approach to strategy. That's number five. How do you capture your strategy? How do you report on it? How do you mitigate when you're off track? Uh, so think about it as an investment like any investment and every investment needs a risk management approach to it. Understanding what the risks are, what might occur that you can't achieve that strategy. You may know that in January, you may know that in July, you may, you may find it in October. So this is something you do continually throughout the year. But keep an eye out for risks. Constantly say to yourself, what are the risks that we're facing to achieving that strategy? And then, how do you capture those? How do you report those? And how do you mitigate those? Number six, try some scorecards. Scorecards sound pretty simple. You know, just on a scale of one to 10, my favorite one is likelihood of success. Many of us do likelihood of success around our product in the market, our product market fit, our technology success. What do we do about the likelihood of success of a strategy? Have you ever seen a scorecard around that? 
Everybody wants to assume it's going to be highly successful. But I think a likelihood of success allows you to look at a strategy in a different ways, in a different lens, and helps you balance strategies against each other. Tip number seven, tie your initiatives and projects to your strategy. Clearly indicate if a product supports a strategy. And think about how you would do that. You know, is it, is it in the product data, the product definition, the product design? How do you make that clear to everybody working on the project that they understand which strategy or strategies this project or this initiative supports? And think about what data matters. You're going to find that there are qualitative and quantitative aspects that are in play here. And tie those back. Think back to the OKRs and the KPIs, right? At your project, think about which OKRs your project will impact and which KPIs make sense for your project to measure. Because not all of them will. But again, they may be qualitative or they may be quantitative. You know, you may know exactly well to support a strategy. You can you can articulate that in 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 absolute numbers, or it might just be a general statement, which is the more subjective view of it. But it's still worth doing. And finally, number eight, take a portfolio approach. Do portfolio management rebalancing, reporting, think about all your initiatives that are underway to support a strategy and understand which initiatives within that strategy have higher priority than others. If you're limited on funding, and again, this goes back to knowing how much resource and investment you want to put in a strategy, then you can start to deal with the classic case of too many initiatives or too few initiatives that are funded to support a strategy. And then you can branch that across multiple strategies and start to consider portfolio management at the higher level beyond just a single strategy. So there you have it. Those are my eight suggestions on things you can do today to help you achieve a higher degree of execution on your strategy. No guarantees, but you should see improvement as you do these things. Thanks for listening. I hope you got something out of that. I hope you have a great day and a great week ahead, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.